Welcome to The Peel, where we break through the surface of sustainability in Florida and get to the juicy stuff at the center of it all. I'm your host and main squeeze, Amber Whittle, Executive Director of South Pace, Sarasota at the Florida House. We're a nonprofit that is increasing the resilience, affordability, and health of Florida's buildings and communities, and we're saving the planet along the way. Check out our programs and events at southbase.org backslash Sarasota and schedule your tour of the Florida House Green Demonstration Home and Gardens today. Our guest today is Andrew Tanner, founder of Region Solar. Welcome, Andrew. Hi there. Thanks for joining us on the Peel. So you've been a longtime supporter of the Florida House, and as I say, always willing to be my guinea pig. Um, can you tell our listeners how you learned about the Florida House and why you're a supporter today? Sure, sure. When uh, we, uh, my wife and I moved from New York about 20 years ago and uh, purchased an old house that needed renovation and um, not knowing the environment uh, requirements down here, we, we uh, were a bit baffled as to how to renovate, um, obviously the high heat and the high, high winds. So uh, I was happy to find Florida House in its original position, location. And uh, there are all sorts of uh, knowledgeable um, vendors that uh, homed themselves here. And I uh, managed to find out about a lot of different products that were great for this moment. Solar hot water, solar thermal, solar electric, uh, spray foam insulation, poured concrete walls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so uh, we adopted a lot of those things in our build. Uh, but it was tricky to um, um, find contractors that were used to implementing these things. So we ended up opening up uh, a business which addressed most of those uh, those items. Well, I love hearing that story no matter how many times I hear it, because that's the whole purpose of the Florida House is Absolutely. to have demonstrations and connect us, connect our our visitors to vendors who are sustainable and who over the years have been huge supporters of Florida House. So as an owner of a solar panel installation business, which by the way, donated solar panels to the Florida House, so we never pay an electric bill. Um, how has the landscape changed over the last decade for solar? Oh yeah, quite dramatically. I mean, it was, it was if you think it's a new industry started in, this, in the 50s, 60s, when solar panels were created. Um, about 12 or 14 years ago, when we started solar, um, the system cost was at least 100% more than today. So initially, advocates and purchasers would uh, fit into one of two categories, uh, either wealthy folks with new construction that felt they needed to do the right thing for the environment, or environmentally conscious folks who um, would just believe that it was the right thing to do regardless of budget. But even at the higher cost back then, um, both categories of folks recognized the long-term benefit and systems still had a positive return on investment. Um, now, uh, due to lower costs, much lower costs, financing is available as well. And it makes sense on other levels. For, for example, a young family um, can purchase a system on a credit and the fixed monthly repayment of that cost will be less than the current electric utility power bill payment. And it's for a fixed term. So after a period of time, you then own the system outright and you, you have uh, power independence to a degree. Um, so it's also good for retirees living on a fixed income, you know, trying to stabilize costs. Um, today, everything seems to have a bit of a political bent to it. Uh, solar is one of the few products that is attractive to all types of political and investor types, from fiscally responsible, uh, in, independent people, uh, as well as being good for the environment. Excellent. And 
So more and more, I heard you say during your lecture here that every year your business or the solar business doubles because that many more people are getting interested in it. That's right. We've, we've tipped the fulcrum really uh, in renewable energy in general and uh, because of the cost of the solar and the awareness now, more public awareness, which is what Florida House is all about. Uh, people understand better how a system can very fit in very easily in their lifestyle without any changes. And so as we're talking about that, you've, you've tipped the point of people wanting solar, but there is a bill in Florida and actually in Georgia about net metering. So can you explain how that current bill will affect Florida businesses? Yeah, sure. So um, first of all, net metering is um, uh, a system which was um, mandated by the Public Service Commission on investor-owned utilities, but not co-ops. And um, so the investor-owned utilities uh, had to put in, if somebody installs a solar system on their roof, have to put in a bio-directional meter. They change their existing meter for a bio-directional one, meaning any power created on your roof spins your meter backwards, although it's a digital meter now, and the digital meter goes backwards. And they record, the utility records those kilowatt hours that you're sending back to the grid for you to use in your account at a later date, such as at nighttime when you're not producing power, or in the summer when you're uh, using more than, you, than, you're, than you're producing. Uh, any, any credit you've got from the winter months can be used in the summer months. But that's net metering. And... Um, you get to use it at the full value they're charging you. Now, when the power, I see the power goes back to the grid, it's important to realize that it's really just getting used in that local environment. It's called distributed power. When you put solar on your roof, it's distributed power. And that power, even if you're overproducing, will get used in the local environment. So, for example, around uh, the utility companies have to have booster plants um, when for demand in the afternoon when everyone comes back from school, etc. And in the summer, a lot more power is being used. Well, the solar, the individual solar systems can actually add to that and decrease their requirement for that. So they actually reduce the utility's um, need for producing higher costly um, power. And the idea with the new bill is that that net metering would go away, meaning um, the, you still get to put solar on your roof. You still get to use the solar whilst you're creating it. But if there's an excess, um, it no longer goes to you. It'll go back to the grid. The utility will get to use that, but you no longer have a full one-on-one credit. And the systems are still a little bit expensive. So that net metering was crucial, is crucial in allowing the investors, the residential investors that put solar on the roof to utilize it at its full capacity of production. So the Florida house produces a little bit more than it uses. And so in December, we get a credit on our bill at the wholesale rate of like two cents a kilowatt hour, two to three cents, um, where it's really costing about 10 to 12 cents um, that if we buy it. So what net metering would do would be to change that even daily credit you get. So you could power your home in, during the day, but at night you'd have to pay full cost or you would just get wholesale cost back um, no, you'd pay, you, you, you would pay full price for the power you're... And in fact, some co-ops, such as Peace River Electric Company, uh, they've even put it, created a new um, rate plan because they're not an investor-owned utility uh, that actually penalizes solar uh, installers. But what it's doing is having... 
because the cost of batteries are coming down in price, it's having a slight adverse effect for people that can afford it in that people will now rather have complete autonomy and power their homes from solar on the roof to the grid, as well as batteries for the excess power production and get to use that power at a later time because battery costs are coming down. They're still not there yet. It's still costly. I don't want to imply they're not. And uh, we use a lot of power in Florida, which is why our power is quite cheap because uh, we have air conditioning. So it's still not 100% right, but we're seeing a lot more people looking at using batteries for sure. For and if reason. you use batteries, you can get completely off off of the grid. Absolutely. Okay. And so back to my final question on that is if, so if I'm sending power without net metering, I'm sending excess power back to the grid during the day. What happens to that excess power? Am I just giving it to FPL or am I getting... You're giving it to FPL and it's being used in the local area. It goes back out onto the line and your neighbor will get to use it and uh, the utility will get to benefit at the full rate. Uh, The the bill right now, there's several bills and it's really questionable whether or not you get that voided rate for it, that 2.5 cents or nothing. So it's still questionable. Okay. So you definitely lose the one-to-one, but the best case scenario would be you get what I get at the end of the year, which is the wholesale rate. Right. Right. But there's a lot of activity uh, against this. There's, uh, there's, I think, when the last uh, solar people trying to go against solar utilities uh, about four years ago, 54% of people were for solar, even if they had it or not. So um, hopefully enough people will come against this bill that uh, we can create some public interest. Hopefully it's higher than 54% now Yeah, as as it, the fulcrum tips, right? As you tipped over the fulcrum, it means more people have it on their houses so they care more. Good point. Yes. Good point. So what would this net metering do to businesses? I know you told a story about what happened in Arizona. They passed something similar in Arizona. Yeah, um, that, that's a very good example. Um, they uh, did away with net metering in Arizona probably about eight years ago. I don't recall exactly. And... Um, a lot of the building, undoubtedly, a lot of jobs were lost. A lot of jobs, a lot less people implemented solar uh, dramatically. I mean, it killed the business in Arizona. Now, a lot of the, some of the companies were also working in California, so, uh, you know, they could redeploy some of their people, but a lot of jobs were lost. Yeah. And in fact, that has now been reversed. And um, solar is now back and being implemented again within that metering program. I think that's a really important message to get to the legislatures is that um, it would affect private business a lot. Yeah. And I know you had mentioned too that FPL is a business, so they want to have as many customers as possible. But as just looking at solar versus EV vehicles, as EV vehicles become, you know, almost the majority by 2030, right? Um, FPL is going to have a huge bump in business just from just from EV vehicle charging. That's very much the case. I mean, they're, they're really, it's actually not a bad investment to make in, in, in the stock market because the utility companies are going to have a lot more uh, business. I mean, one thing this might do as well, there are certain parts of certain uh, solar equipment actually allows you to charge your electric vehicle directly from your solar panels uh, without even going to the grid. It stays, goes from DC, because most all cars are DC uh, current and solar is DC current. So there's some inverter companies uh, have managed to create some equipment that will allow you to charge your car, if it's during the day, directly from the solar. So that will reduce any power that might go back to the grid, which is, uh, and I saw what I'm saying is I think um, people that can afford it it's going to drive them away and against the utilities, this anti-net metering move. So that's my question. Is what do you think the future of solar is? Uh, crystal ball. <laughs> crystal ball. Um, 
that that's a major part of it. I think um, the, with the electric car uptick, I think it's a major part of it. Um, I, I think you know, in general, people are resilient and they'll do what they want to do, and they'll find a way. As solar keeps coming down in price, uh, people are still going to find a way. As batteries keep coming down in price, people are going to find a way to use solar if they want that independence and they want to do that, which is typically Americans want that. Um, but it, it would be definitely without a doubt the grid and legislation is important to um, grid needs to be upgraded and the legislation needs to be favorable to all renewable energy products for our planet in general. Um, and without a favorable and balanced approach to that, it, 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 it's just more hard work for the people that want to do the right thing. Exactly. And you were saying, I know you're saying that there are sort of two groups of people who really like to do solar, people who kind of do it for the environment, maybe three people who do it for financial reasons, and then people who do it for for preparation, especially being here with hurricanes. Yeah. If you um, even if you have solar panels during a hurricane and they shut down the grid, you don't have power either. But with the uptick in batteries and that cost coming down over the next three to five years, that people might, you know, people will start getting being completely off the grid. Yeah, you know, uh, now uh, the new systems uh, allow for uh, solar batteries and generators to be interconnected together. So in that scenario, you could have a solar system which is powering the batteries, the whole house is, flows through the batteries, and you can have a small generator, small generator, not a large generator, to fill in when the batteries can't keep up due to larger air conditioning use. Plus, we have high-quality, uh, efficient air conditioning systems now which we're seeing, you know, at least two last year, two systems were approved that could be covered by batteries and not drain the batteries out completely. So as I say, there's, where there's a will, there's a way, efficiency, technology, we're just getting better and better every day and solar is not going away. Well, this is exciting. I love to hear that. So thank you to Andrew and thanks for listening to The Peel. To get involved with South Face Sarasota at the Florida House, visit southface.org backslash Sarasota. To donate, text SF Sarasota to 44321. Until next time, stay sunny.